At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is VSIN's best bets, giving you VSIN's top talent, handicappers, and guests to catch you up on what you may have missed. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, we're live. In Las Vegas, from the Circuit Resort and Casino, this show, as always, is brought to you by DraftKings in this hour. Uh, we're going to bump up in-pocket plays, our bets for the weekend. That's 15 minutes from now because of the guest situation in the remaining two hours of the program. Paul Charchian to break down player props in 30 minutes. If you've never heard Charch on the show before, he is excellent. You're going to want to hear what he has to say. He has a very strong take on one of the running backs in uh, one of the two games and several other props to get to later on. We have Adam Chernoff and uh, Derek Stevens, owner of this casino and uh, Detroit lions fan. That's going to be to close up shop. Um, so the Ravens again are three and a half uh, fours and the Niners now are up to seven, either minus minus one twenty or up to seven and a half in the two title games. Uh, I will say this about first touchdown score props. Good write-ups by producer Stephanie here at VSIN at vsin.com. She points out that Isaiah Likely, Gus Edwards, and Justice Hill have combined for nine of their first-team touchdowns on the year. The Ravens have scored the first touchdown in 83% of their games this year compared to opposing teams. Been great in the first quarter. And as she writes, you probably don't want a piece of Travis Kelsey. He has not scored the first touchdown in any game for the Chiefs this year. In the late game... The Niners have scored the first touchdown in 77.8% of their games. McCaffrey's going to be the shortest shot on the board, but there's a reason why he has scored their first touchdown seven times this year, tied for the most in the league, and more than twice as many as any other 49er. Now the Lions are going to get the ball first. Shanahan defers, and I imagine Campbell's going to take it if they win it. And I like no score first five minutes also in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that, that's another thing to factor in when you're looking at these games and uh, the late game. No score first five. Yep. Uh, do you want to consider expanding that a little bit to six, seven, or five is the wheelhouse? Yeah. 
I'm good with the five. You'll be you'll be shocked how many times it's in that sweet spot. Oh though. no, yeah, yeah. You that saw five it five and a half, six. I think I think like expanding it more with Green Bay last week made sense because they're so methodical on that first drive down the field. That's who they are. That's what they do. And then they had to settle for the field goal right now, away. Now, wouldn't it be something if Andrews has a big game? He comes back and it makes an immediate impact. Do you think he has? Is he going to be a bigger factor than Isaiah Likely? Don't know. Unlikely. But still, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a touchdown or well played. He gets he, he has a couple I, I, couple but, big plays. But you see what I'm saying though about this team and how they've drafted over the years. Think about this: Isaiah Likely could be an absolute star in like 25 other spots across the league, and he's their backup tight end because they already have a top three or four tight end in the league. Yep. Dobbins hurt immediately before the season starts. Oh, it's going to be Gus Edwards, and what are we going to do about that? Well, Keaton Mitchell, late pick in the draft, was fantastic until he got hurt. Now it's Justice Hill time, mm-hmm. along with Edwards. Their receivers are awesome in Baltimore. The other thing I like, too, is the 49ers had the scare. They won, but they didn't play well. There's a lot of things they could clean up and fix, and they know talking uh, as a team that they know they have to do this now. Yeah. I mean, you keep getting in this spot, you got to win a Super Bowl, and you, you got to get there now, too, after what's happened the last couple of years. Okay, you brought this up earlier with the turnovers. The Chiefs averaged 1.6 turnovers per game on the year. Lions 1.2, Baltimore 1.1, Niners exactly one turnover per game. Going back to 2003, teams that turned the ball over fewer times in the conference championship games are 31-4 and four ATS. The Bucks did it with Tom Brady. They're the one team in recent years. He threw three INTs that day against Green Bay, and they still won the game. Mm. Imagine that Green Bay gave a game away a hundred different times. (laughs) Yeah. What quarterback would blow it in the late game? Purdy or Goff? And I got his just based on based on the opposing defenses. I got to say Goff. He's one sixty five to throw an interception. It's too high. That's a big number. It's been locked in. Yeah. I want the plus money there on the no. Don't you think though that he would be the guy? Of all the four quarterbacks to make a mistake, just based on matchups? He can make a mistake, but the, the quarterback that's going to implode would be Purdy, though. It's not going to be Mahomes. It's not going to be Lamar. Goff could throw a, a horrible interception, but he's still going to come out and just keep throwing it and uh, have a ton of confidence and belief in himself. The one is, I'd be concerned, because if Purdy's erratic early, I'm not even saying turnover, but if he's throwing it all over the yard like he was last week, that's when, again, you might see Mr. Conservative. He just starts to to use the running game and what he did, how he used to treat Garoppolo. I'm just unsure if Purdy is capable of having that bad of a game against this defense. Well, he shouldn't, I know. But what is it, five straight quarterbacks have thrown for 300-plus yards against this team? Like, historically speaking, this defense is in unprecedented territory with how bad it's been. There's also nothing you can do when they use that those quick, like the bubble screen or the quick stuff on the edge. I mean, that stuff, like, like what Samuel's so good at. Yeah. Before he got hurt, those two plays. Here's 12 yards. Here's 50. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. Right. And then if you have the rushing game going, you get them out and um, get them on the move. And then there's Kittle wide open. And, and that's the other thing that, that frustrated me, though, too. Where was the where's the stuff to McCaffrey last week? Where were the screens, which is unstoppable? Mm-hmm. Where's the short stuff? And that was more on Purdy though too, because Green Bay was letting him check it down, and he wasn't taking it. Remember that big fourth and uh, third and ten play when they were at the forty? It's wide open underneath. He wouldn't do it. Sure. I mean, at least okay, it's fourth down, but it's at least a fifty-yard field goal, and Moody's already hit one from there. Yeah, a couple of more nuggets on this. Again, last week 
that was the first time Shanahan came back as the head coach of the 49ers when trailing by seven or more in the fourth quarter. They were 0-30 in that spot. What's Purdy going to be like if they're trailing again in the fourth quarter? Give him a lot of credit. He was fine against Green Bay, made, made the plays. He only has 69 total dropbacks trailing in the fourth quarter of his career. Of those dropbacks, he has completed 55% of his passes, 7.7 yards per attempt with one touchdown and four INTs. That's where he could get nervous and could press, and it might not go well for him. And does he have time? Because they have a great pass rush. They do. Hutchinson can wreck a game. Yep. And uh, these nuggets are from Warren Sharp. Another one here. Over the past five games, I, I spoke to this two minutes ago, the Lions have allowed more than 300 passing yards and multiple touchdown passes in all of them. No team in league history has allowed a streak like this. All five of those passers have averaged at least 8.5 yards per pass attempt. So that's why, to me, if this guy, you've asked this question all week long, if Purdy is not good against the defense and he's the reason why they lose and he turns it over multiple times, then I think you have a question on your hands going into the next, next season. It's set up. It's on a silver platter for you right now. Yeah. Show up, be great, get, it in, get the ball into the hands of your playmakers and just don't make any stupid passes. 29 points per game. They are the 21st team since 1980 to be favored in every game. They've also failed. Look, was it six in a row? They're on an 0-6 ATS run at home? Yeah. Uh, but maybe we're giving the defense too hard of a time because the 13 of the 18 games have held the opponent to 21 points or fewer. Um, and that, that is interesting, though, what Ben Raven said, that his score is 24-10. Maybe the Lions score 10 or 13 points, uh, which surprised me. But they could also frustrate Goff and dial up the pressure, and it's it looks completely different than it did last week against Green Bay. Yeah. In the fourth quarter last week against Tampa, Goff 11 to 12, 131 yards, 11 yards per attempt and a touchdown. He was awesome when it mattered most. They put together some long drives, by the way, when they had to like try and put that game away, and they did. I thought they were f- absolutely fantastic in the second half. Okay, so we talked about Andrews. Well, how about is there a place in this game for Ertz? Can Ertz get in there and do something? Oh. No? Still nice to have that weapon, too. Not so sure. He could make a big play. Nice guy to have out there as well. So I got Laporta, I got Ertz, I got St. Brown, I I trust Reynolds. Oh, they have the weapons. Yeah, but it comes down to, is he in third and long all game? Do they have success on the ground? Is Ben Johnson going to stick with it? I thought both coordinators did a bad job in that game last week, especially Canales. I mean, you're having success with White. And then even that play, I mean, even that play at midfield, it's third and one. He's passing with Goff, sacked, half the punt. I mean, a lot of silly stuff like that. Yeah, I think there's an angle here to play passing attempts over with Purdy because, again, it's so difficult to run on this Detroit front. If McCaffrey can't get it going and it's so easy to throw on, that's the bread and butter all day long. He's got to throw it. I think he can find 29 and a half with the passing attempts. All right. Like that to me is uh, definitely in play. How about the special teams? We're fine. We're fine with both kickers in the AFC. How about here? I'm not fine. Money, yeah, I don't even know if money bet. That, that, now there's a prop. Uh, DraftKings will every team kick a field goal. That's even money. But that's well, how does Campbell treat this and and your confidence in money badger, which we talked about it because we brought it up because Bolt said the game was over and he, he just gave it to him. Like, why didn't you call the timeout? 49 yard field goal. We would have been a down 11. Well, the guy's like five of 13 career from 50 plus. Sure. And then Moody between his issues, extra points. 
field goals. He made one from 52, but you had the block and, and San Francisco's special team stunk last week. Well, this is certainly one of the weaknesses that you can look at on this 49ers team, right? They are the worst special teams remaining in the playoffs of the four teams here. They have the worst. And it's not just in the kicking game. It's well, don't like even mess around because you have a big Other leg. categories, yeah. Just kick it right through the end zone. Don't get cute here. I would not either. Anybody. I don't want to see any kickoff returns. You shouldn't. No. No. But if it's going to come back and haunt one of these teams... It's going to be right. that team. Well, I, it should have last week. Sure. Well, but guess what? But Baltimore is unbelievable every year. Putt return. Yep. And again, the, the, the punter's got to make the tackle there. That's Are you an athlete or not? Come on, bring him down. Well, you're asking but a punter, though. To well, he's, got him. He's, he's on the guy. I mean, he's hanging on him. He's got to bring Sims down. But that that was a surprise of last week, too, that they've been so good. And hard. That's Harbaugh's background. But other than that, there was total domination. And then you also have the uh, Kansas City angle. 18-1 and one of the under fourth quarter. 17-2 and two under second half. And Glenn Clark gave out Ravens third quarter. Third quarter. They don't give up anything this year in the third quarter. McDonald's been great with the halftime adjustments. I would actually be more concerned for Purdy and the 49ers if it was raining this weekend. Small sample size does not have a good track record here. But it looks like it's going to be a really nice day in Santa Clara. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Best bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSN, the sports betting network. Okay, bet $5, get $200 in bonus bets instantly at DraftKings when you use the promo code VSIN. It's for new customers, so sign up and get $200 instantly in bonus bets using that promo code VSIN. Remember, every day, every better at DraftKings gets a no-sweat same-game parlay. DraftKings, the crown is yours. 
I'm all shot, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. As we welcome you back, we're going inside the Lions here in a second with our buddy Russell Brown, Josh Applebaum, betting analyst, Shane Trail, handicapper, Brennan White, DraftKings, U.S. trading leads going to join, and then we'll go to the Chiefs with Matt Derrick in the final hour. We say hi to Russell Brown, the Lions Wire analyst, does a great job, fantasy betting pros, draft analyst as well, at Russ NFL Draft. So we'll have plenty of time to get into the matchup right now. It's the Lions at the Niners at DraftKings. It's the 49ers seven and a half. Remember, jumped up from the seven. But let's start with the sappy stuff, Russell. How does it feel? Give me paint the picture of our home state of Michigan as the Lions are headed to the national. Excuse me, the NFC championship game. Yeah, brother. It's a, it's an amazing feeling. Um, it, it really is. I mean, you know, just living here, growing, growing up here and everything, how passionate this fan base is, but it's, it's like everywhere you go to the grocery store, the gas station, everybody's talking about it. I mean, and I, I'm talking to people I've never even met before in my life. And it's like, you're passing by and they're like, go lions. They got the lions hats on the jerseys, the, the whole nine. And it's just, it's an awesome feeling. I mean, I'm 32 years old and I've never seen this before i mean the last time it happened i was in diapers so like to see this it's it's surreal and i've just been trying to enjoy the ride and and i said it on my podcast a few weeks ago i said it probably on this show this team is different and there's just something different about them it could be dan campbell it could be the players but there's just something different here and and i'm excited for sunday Russell, Patrick will get your selection at the end of the segment, but contrast right now with the energy and the enthusiasm with the actual expectations for Sunday just from the Lions fans and fan base. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those where where everybody's – I don't think anybody's overly nervous on this matchup. I think everybody's feeling pretty good, and I think it's it's one of those where where everybody's just kind of – waiting to see what the defense does, how do they respond to to the 49ers offense, and and – Ultimately, I think, you know, looking at the spread of this game, I wouldn't be surprised if the betting market in Metro Detroit takes the plus seven, uh, just simply because the Lions have everything to play for. They have nothing to lose. I mean, this is, this is it. The season either ends or it continues, and they realize that, and they're going to put it all on the table. So I think people are expecting a, a, a crazy game as far as maybe some high scoring, but Dan Campbell to really take some chances in this one. Okay, Russell Brown joining us, the Lions Wire. Let's start talking matchups. What's the first thing that jumped out at you, Lions 49ers, as far as what the Lions can exploit offensively? Yeah, I mean, they, they, you know, for for their offense, for the Lions, they, they have to find ways to run the football. I mean, the 49ers, they give up just over four yards per carry, which is quite a bit in the NFL. I mean, the Lions only allow about 3.7 yards per carry. So, I mean, we're talking, you know, fractions of a, of a, of a yard here, but it's one of those where that makes a difference. This is the game of inches and the Lions, if they can find ways to run the football offensively, it's going to obviously keep their offense on the field, keep the 49ers off the field. And it's one of those where the game script on the 49ers has been for teams to pass because they fall behind so quickly. Go back to week one or week two when they played the Steelers. The Steelers got absolutely destroyed in that game. They weren't going to run the football. And and there's other teams that they played throughout the year where they, you know, the 49ers ran the score up and, and they were way ahead and the game script changes. I don't know if that happens against Detroit. I think Detroit is a team that 
You don't want them throwing the football because Jared Goff is so efficient with, with the dagger throw and the dagger concepts and the stuff off of play action where they're going to want to try to stop the run, but, but offensively for Detroit, they are definitely going to have to get the ground game going. And then just defensively for Detroit, they have to find ways to limit Christian McCaffrey with the long runs. We know he's going to catch passes out of the backfield, but prior to this past weekend, the lions were the only team in the NFL to not give up a receiving touchdown in the NFL. Can they limit that from Christian McCaffrey? And if they can defeat the zone blocking scheme of the reach blocks that we see from San Francisco, if John Kaminsky, Benito Jones, Aline, you know, the guys in the middle there, if they can find ways to slow that down and fight pressure with pressure, the, the lions defense is going to really step up too. Russell, you mentioned stopping the run. They like to run the nickel package about 70% of the times. Could that be a hindrance defensively against a team that San Francisco that wants to be run first? Yeah, I mean, it could be. I mean, the Lions have struggled with, with four defensive backs on the field. I think adding a fifth in there, especially with, with the addition of Gardner Johnson back into the fold, I think it helps them. Um, I, I think a lot of people, especially in the analytics department, forget that he has been out for most of the season. And prior to, you know, maybe the last four or five weeks, they didn't really have another presence outside of Brian Branch. Uh, the mixture of Tracy Walker and Kirby Joseph, but they've seen the emergence of Gardner Johnson back in the fold. And I feed him Elafonu. I think those guys are going to play down in the box with Brian branch quite a bit. They like to run a lot of cover three stuff. So you're going to probably see Kirby Joseph in the middle third, or if they run their cover one, he'll have the single high risk, you know, safety responsibility. So I, I think it, it, it's going to be kind of mix and match. And, and Aaron Glenn was in his bag a little bit against the bucks. I think it was the best defensive game he had called. And you take away really what happened at the end of the first half, they, they slowed down the Buccaneers quite a bit in that game, but we're going to see a lot of odd man fronts. We're going to see different types of blitz packages. They're going to get aggressive. And again, just like the offense with, with Dan Campbell and going forward on fourth down, Aaron Glenn's going to get aggressive and he's going to put it all on the line. I think Jameer Gibbs. Now it had been building and he had a tremendous year, but that was like a national breakout party last weekend. And it was mm -hmm. awesome. He, I mean, just the stiff arms, the cuts, Russell, that was sweet. Now, yeah. Outside the tackles, the 49ers struggle with running backs that get outside the tackles, and that's certainly something Gibbs can do. I'm going to give you his rushing prop. His number's 47 and a half over at DraftKings. So, again, rush yards, 47 and a half. Do you expect heavy usage as far as Gibbs? I do. Um, I, I do, just simply because the trend in the second half has been more Jameer Gibbs uh, to start the second half. So I, I don't know if David Montgomery's got an injury that's maybe lingering or, or kind of causing him to not be used as much in the second half, but it just feels like in the second half of football games, we're seeing more of Jameer Gibbs and, and with his explosiveness. And like you mentioned, the, the ability of him to get outside of the tackle box and, and the lack of efficiency in stopping the run outside of the tackle box for the 49ers. It only takes one big run. I would take the over on that uh, just simply because I think he can have a big game. I mean, if it's one of those where you think he can get 50, 60 yards, I think it's definitely in the cards. And if, if they have a shot at winning this thing, they're going to need Gibbs to have a great game. Russell, you mentioned overs. The Detroit team total set at 21 and a half. They exceeded that number 14 out of 19 times, including the postseason this year. Do you expect them to be able to get 22 or more in this one? I do. Um, I think when you look at what the what the Packers did, I, I think the Lions' offense is, while it might not be as explosive as the Packers has been in recent weeks, I think it's one of those where they've been consistent across the board. And you mentioned they've hit that number 14 out of 19 times. I think you got to roll with that trend and, and trust that they can put up at least 24 points. And I, I think, you know, with, with where the total's at, I, I think that, that Vegas is kind of expecting a, maybe a 28-24 type game or, or maybe 31 
24-31-27 type game in this one. So we'll, we'll kind of see how it plays out. But I, I would take the over just simply because of, of where this offense is. Russell, we had uh, Stoney on the other day, and he nice. said he was talking about the he was talking about the popularity of Dan Campbell. Give us an idea. Contextualize Dan Campbell right now in the city of Detroit, in the state of Michigan, and his popularity. Oh man, I mean, if you want to talk about a guy that if, if he if he decided to pull like an Arnold Schwarzenegger and just run for governor, it wouldn't be <laughs> like it wouldn't be surprising if he won all the votes. I mean, he is just the definition of of blue collar city uh, people that, that are from this state. I mean, he understands that we've been kicked, we've been down and, and I'm taking some of the words from his first press speech, but it's just, he is such a genuine guy and you see it in the post game speeches during the week, during the, the speeches that he gives to the media. And it's just, he is a true guy that stays true to who he is and he's passionate about what he's talking about. And I, I think when you just, look at him and, and, and how he's developed the trust in this locker room. It's, it's just different. And I think that's why he takes so many gambles and he, he risks it all. And he kind of just puts his, his marbles on the table because he has nothing to lose because before him, there really hasn't been much to write home about in this city when it comes to this football team outside of the early nineties and, and things like that. There's been a couple of glimpses here and there, but it's not been consistent. And him and, and Brad Holmes had to clean up a huge mess from Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. And he's done a phenomenal job doing it. And I think it's just one of those where they are, they, they work in hand in hand together in tandem. And I, I just love Dan Campbell and everything that he's done. I, at first I thought it was all talk, but it, it's definitely all show and, and some. Let's get it. I'm excited for Sunday. Russell Brown, great job. The Lions Wire, I encourage you to read them. Also, draft time. Russell's as good as anybody. At Russ NFL Draft. Make sure you give him a follow. Thank you, Russell, and uh, enjoy the football this weekend. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Great breakdown from Russell Brown. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber to get access to daily sports betting articles, betting tools, power rankings, and picks sent to your inbox every day. Head to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. VSIN's best bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. With a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VSIN daily newsletter, in today's newsletter featured the ultimate list of championship Sunday trends. You said that like the movie voiceover guy. <laughs> One man. Get expert analysis and the latest odds delivered straight to your inbox absolutely free. That's at vcent.com slash newsletter to subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin live from Barcanada here at the D, the Barrage, downtown Las Vegas. Uh, we are joined each and every Friday by this gentleman. He is the host of the All Angles Football Betting Podcast and, of course, co-host of The Handle, which he does with our buddy Mike Samich. We can call him our buddy now, right? He was on, we did a little equal time earlier this week. I would week. say BFFs. BFFs, yeah. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike this guy, Matt Brown, everybody. What is... What? Yeah. We, we had him on the show. and Y'all cheated on me? I don't want you to feel yeah. jealous or anything. Yeah, we had him on Monday, and then we just told him to keep coming back all week. So, yeah.
All so right. he was on wow. every day. Was, huh? He's a little hurt by it. I Guess tell. what? <laughs> Guess what? Well, this is the last time I'm doing a show with y'all at Bar Canada then here at the D. Wow. Last time. I like that you came in off air. Your first thing you said was like, wow, been a minute since I seen Djokovic get his uh, butt handed <laughs> yeah. to him like that last night. Uh, last time an Australian Open featured a final without Djokovic, Federer, or Nadal. Any guesses? Give me a year. It had to have been. It had to have been twenty. It had to have been a co- the COVID year. One of the COVID years, right? A COVID year, twenty twenty. Two thousand five. Two thousand five. You remember when Marat Safin beat Leighton uh, Hewitt? Yes. Yes. Obviously. I was closer. Yes. Yeah, Kelly got two thousand two. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry you went over, Kelly. So you lose both showcases. Yeah. Um. It was. It, it was. It, you know. And I. I, I said this before. It went on, but it's like you know we. Andy Murray's body failed him along the way. Then, then Federer's body failed him along the way. And then Nadal's body is now failing him currently. And we've just seen Djokovic been able to weather the storm, but he's just old. I mean, like 36, you used to be old at like 26 <laughs> in tennis. <laughs> like it was like, you got to 26. You're like, this that guy's is, over the hill. It's the biggest thing. When we were kids, if you were 26, you were ancient. Yeah, it was, you it, were done. Done. Like you were on the down slope of your career. Those three guys <laughs> and Murray being the fourth ruined everything for everybody. It's like you say about Herbert and Burrow. Yeah. Like you can't draft quarterbacks like this every year. It just doesn't happen. It was, it was, it was interesting last night though. I mean, you look, it's, it's a, we, we see it's passing on the torch type stuff, right? I mean, you see a 22 year old go out there and give it to the old guy, you know? Yeah. And then that's, that's yeah. what happened. We'll see. I mean, I'm sure we, yeah. we haven't heard the last. Of no, 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 yeah. no, 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 for sure. But it's just, it's, yeah. it's, I, I'm going to have to come to grips now with like, okay, those, the, the other three are pretty much gone. Yeah. We are now at 36 with him. It is weird. There's a very near future in which the four are gone. Like it is, it is right. officially gone. That's right. We're entering a new world. Carlitos and Sinner will be the guys. And then Medvedev still mm-hmm. the guy that no one ever seems to <laughs> want to give credit to. But he's top three in the world and everything. Um, and again, both of me, if you missed that, Sabalenka, prohibitive $6 favorite in the women's final tonight. And then Sinner, appropriately as well, favorite minus 245 over Medvedev in the men's final of tennis's first Grand Slam. Let's talk NFL Championship Sunday, sir. Ooh. Oh, yes, I yes, got yes. Thoughts. All right, let's start with Baltimore hosting the Chiefs, the AFC Championship, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific, with the Ravens now four-point consensus favorites. Yeah, this was it was interesting. I thought we were probably going to get stuck at, at three and a half, and the fours coming up and the, the support for the Ravens is, is interesting to me. Um, so let's go like full season statistics here, and we always do the whole thing of you can only play who you, you play. And, and I'm not discrediting the Ravens' defense whatsoever, but there are a lot of people who go, I mean, look at this defense over the course of the whole season. I agree. However, okay. You got CJ Stroud's first start, right? Then they lost to Gardner Minshew in week three. You got Dorian Thompson Robinson in week four. Kenny Pickett, who eventually ends up losing his job to Mason Rudolph in week five. Tannehill in week six, who got hurt in the game to get Malik Willis. You got the Josh Dobbs version of, of, of Arizona Cardinals in week eight. Okay, they blew a 14 point lead to what ended up being an injured Deshaun Watson, who didn't play a game the rest of the season against the Browns. Then they had Joe Burrow in the game in which he got hurt and they got Jake Browning. This is pretty incredible. Right? I don't know if I do all of this. <laughs> yes. like, so, I mean, again, the season long defensive season, I'm, this Ravens defense is great. It's it's it's, it's it is it is a very, very, very good defense. But no, you just said they suck. Everybody heard. No, it. if you just yeah. blindly don't, look at the numbers, like, like, backtrack now. It's one of those like, if you blindly look at the numbers, <laughs> you just be like, oh, my God, look at this defense and how awesome they were over the course of the years. Like, well, 
yes, and they were they were definitely good because it's still NFL players they're playing against. That is pretty. There was a fortunate names. There was a fortunate stretch literally all the way through week eleven, right? And then, yes, they played some good ones down down the stretch for sure. Stafford, Purdy, Tua, they got a banged up version of Trevor Lawrence down the stretch as well. So like it it was, it's a very very good team, and obviously the advanced stats will still show that it's a very good defense, but. In co- taking context, this, the stuff that doesn't, you know, if you look at points per game allowed or yards per game allowed or any of those things that don't take opponent into factor, right? Like they don't take in who you actually played and, and at what point in the season. Those can be a little misleading. I just wanted to paint that picture for people out there who just go, man, they only gave up X amount of points this year and they only gave up this amount of yards this year. I'm like, okay, you got Dorn Thompson Robinson, you know, you, you got, you, you got, Malik Willis along the way. I mean, there were there were there were some soft spots. It's worth saying, yeah, for there sure. Were, there were some soft spots along the way. Um, I had Cleve Ta on the Megapod, mm-hmm. the beating the book Megapod with uh, Todd Wishnev and Will Hill, uh, one of the great Twitter follows there is, and I'll I'll bring him up more than once on this show, uh, largely because he corroborated my Monday feelings on both games. So I'm like thrilled to, to back it up with what he's saying. And on this game, I don't have a play, mm-hmm. and I am sort of of the mind that, again, acknowledging yes. what you said. Baltimore, listen. That, that Patrick Mahomes is the is the factor that muddies this, right? Like if he, if there was no such thing as this, obviously yes. it wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. But I'm just saying, if he was in any way not the Michael Jordan of this sport, I'd fire on the Ravens. But he is so good, right, that it gives you pause. And one of Cleve's big things in in giving him pause on this game too is that you know, yes, that. You know, the, one of the big strengths of, of Baltimore, Baltimore's defense, Mike McDonald's defense, is that he is probably going to be able to mitigate Travis Kelsey with Kyle Hamilton. And conversely, with Steve Spagnuolo, the one sort of, you know, the kryptonite for Lamar Jackson is that from a uh, from an EPA standpoint, he's one of the worst quarterbacks when you just throw the kitchen sink at him, mm-hmm. when they're in cover zero. And so I think that... You know, he was bringing up both of those things from de- from both defensive coordinator standpoint, and that so there's enough there. The doubt on both ends, right? Mitigating Kelsey, you know, being able to scheme against Lamar in that way that it just took him off, and and just our guessing lines, uh, Malcolm Gladwell blink instinct was to just stay away from this as well. And so you, did, what did you end up with here? I, I eventually ended up playing the four. I, I wasn't going to, and then when it moved to four. It, it, to me, we're looking at, at a deal. You, you just brought up the factor, basically, for the for the bet for me, which is the Patrick Mahomes, I'm getting four points with the greatest quarterback of all time situation in yeah. which I'm looking and saying, okay, let's say everything is kind of going right for the Ravens in this game, and they find themselves as, uh, with a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, which I'm sure they would love. Well, I mean a garbage touchdown and I'm covering like I'm still covering right like with with Patrick Mahomes who has time and time and time again even with the ridiculous lack of resources been able to find a way to drive the ball down the field against all odds which please just pay T Higgins in the offseason anyway that's, that's neither here nor there like just give all the money to T Higgins and get him a real receiver again and like let's see what this this guy can do but um it, it's that was kind of the the definitive factor for me where I'm looking like it is a double-digit lead is still in 
cover territory for me with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. And, you know, one of the one of the deals, it's going to be a great chess match, right? So both of these teams, high, some of the highest man defensive percentages in the NFL. Like, and so we know what happens whenever you run a bunch of man defense. It gives these quarterbacks that are prone to taking off an opportunity to take off because you're turning your back to them and then they see that and then they take off running. So will they alter? Will either one of these guys alter how they play defense, you know, in this game? Will we see more zone from the Chiefs? Will we see more zone from the Ravens? And people are going like, why, why the Ravens? Patrick Mahomes is sneaky, sneaky good at running the football. Like, yeah. like it's like he, he's the most opportunist. So it's not like the God given God-given talent like Lamar has or whatever, but, and Josh Allen and stuff, but he's like the one of the most opportunistic quarterback rushers there we've like ever seen. He will it's look. That, it's that third and eight. The pocket collapses. He takes one step it forward, is, and it's like, oh, there's nobody in front of me. Let me go easily go pick up a first down. Cleve did take the prop, the over on Patrick Mahomes rushing yards, I, by I, the way. I, I mean, yeah. Felica mentioned the last segment. Yeah. I think, and you're kind of hitting it right here, Matt. Like, I think the over on both the guys could yeah. be a good play. Well, you look, you you look at Mahomes, and like you just mentioned, there's been there's no one who is more situationally aware than, than that dude, especially from a rushing perspective. Like, we scream and yell at the television all the time. Like, how do you cut your route off a year a yard before the sticks? And, like, how do you whatever? And the, the, that is not Patrick Mahomes. Like, if it is third and seven, he knows exactly how to get seven and a half yards, and he will find the seven and a half yards. And so I do think, one, I like, their, I like the Mahomes rushing prop as well. And then I also look at, at, at the Lamar side of things. And, you know, you're going to you're you're going to have a ton of design runs for him. This is just the way that this team worked. There was one team, one team in the 2023 version of the NFL that ran the ball more than they passed it. One NFL team, and it was the Ravens, right? And like so it's it's going to be that's what they do. They run the ball, they're going to continue to run the ball. I think right I think that Lamar ends up running it a ton and maybe from a scramble standpoint even more. Than that. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
This is VSIN's best bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you haven't already, make sure you check out VSIN.com. It is a fresh new look over at VSIN.com. Each and every day, we've got new co- articles for you. Big Aussie Open semifinal tonight Sinner versus Djokovic. We've got a write up there. We've got NFC, NFL Conference Championship betting trends. So make sure you head on over to vcin.com to check out our new look. Alongside Mike Palm, I am Tim Murray. Our poll question is up as we uh, we were hitting on it going to break. Who will have the most passing yards this weekend? And what would you bet? Brock Purdy plus 140. Jared Goff 2-1. to one, Patrick Mahomes 3-1. to one, Lamar Jackson 8-1. to one. All right. Big, big day yesterday for the Chargers organization as Jim Harbaugh headed to take over that organization. And a man who started his career with the Chargers has known most notably for his excellent play with the Chargers. It is Sean Merriman who joins us right now. He is also the founder of Lights Out uh, MMA, which we will get to in just a little bit. But Sean, you've been making the rounds, rightfully so. I've been I've been noticing social media posts. You're pretty fired up. So what did you make of the organization that that you made your name with, the Chargers, hiring Coach Harbaugh? You, you know, I was just happy they got it done, right? Um, I, I don't think we've ever seen a time where the process is this strenuous. And maybe they're just making it more public. Maybe it's uh, because social media is around, but we knew the time the coaches were going in the office and the time they were leaving. I don't think we've seen that in the history. So I was just happy. I was happy for the Chargers to get it done. I was happy for the Chargers fans. But more importantly, man, there's there's a newfound energy right now, just the opportunity to get back to you know prominence, get back to dominance, and, and, and have a coach that's going to bring some sort of identity to that team because that's what they were missing. Yeah, they step out of the box really for the first time since Marty Schottenheimer bringing him in with a coach with a lot of cachet, so it's an exciting time there. We know about the quarterback. I want to take your approach on the defensive side of the ball. Where does Jim Harbaugh need to focus to bring this team up? We know under Guru Brandon Staley, they were in the bottom fourth of the league each and every single year in defense. Yeah, yeah. first and foremost, they got to stop the run. Uh, that was one of the biggest things they've had. So, you know, I know they're talking about some wide receivers in the drafts and defensive backs. But, man, if you got an opportunity to go get a guy like Jalen Carter when he came out and it was go, go get a guy that, that, that's a force in that middle, a big body that's going to take up a double team. Because when you can't stop running this league nowadays, it just opens up everything else. So that would be my main focal point. Also, there's some really good defensive coordinators still out there on the market. I don't know if Jim Harbaugh's going to bring in his own guy. Uh, but there's some really good defensive coordinators still out there. But you have to you have to establish yourself as a run stop and defense first in this league. Sean Merriman joining us here. Six six years with the Chargers, three time All Pro at Sean Merriman uh, on Twitter. Lights out extreme fighting. He is the founder of Lights Out Extreme Fighting, which we're going to get to in just a little bit. Uh, let's pivot into what we're going to see this weekend. And I, I'm curious when you look at San Francisco, Sean, as a guy who made his career getting to the quarterback. You look at this game with uh, with Aiden Hutchinson, who's been having just an incredible run there for Detroit, coming off the edge, and then of course. You look at Bosa, Chase Young there, and I know you know Chase Young personally from his ties from the DMV. Uh, what do you expect to see on Sunday night in the Bay Area? Right now, Niners a touchdown favorite against the Lions. You know, man, I, I'm going to be in pass rush heaven. 
You know, watching those outside <laughs> linebackers got to, you know, it's, it's hard for me to watch a game. You got great players rushing the, rushing the football, but uh, no doubt about it. I think the Chase Young came there, made an immediate impact, and it's not that hard to make an impact when the when the opposite on the opposite side of the best pass rushing football. Well, that's Nick Bosa. But let me tell you, I think the most effective player in this game is going to be is Aiden Hutchinson. Um, I, I talked about him a lot because he is a he is a nuisance to these offenses, even when he's not back there getting sacks. I'm talking about TFLs against the run, uh, batted balls down that line of scrimmage, retracing and running down from the football from the back end. Uh, I think he's going to be more effective. That, that, I'm not taking anything away. I still think Nick Bosa is the best pass rusher in football, along with his counterpart, Chase Young. But Aiden Hutchinson, man, I don't think he gets enough credit for what he does for that defense. Sean, I was asked earlier this week, what's going to be the best unit on the field on Sunday? And my answer was the Ravens defense. Sixth in yards allowed, first in scoring. They didn't allow the Texans to penetrate the 25-yard line. I know you're Maryland born and bred, but do you agree with that answer? Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. And more importantly, outside of the Ravens and, and, and how good their defense are, their mentality and the physicality that they, they play with, that brand of football, there's nobody out right now just playing like how they play. They're lining up for four quarters and punching people in the mouth. Uh, I forget what the entire linebacker said, and, I, and this brought this brought a, a smile to my heart. He said, I don't care if my cousin coming here. They're getting dealt with. And I said, whoa, that's, you know, that's, that's the talk of how we talked back when I played. And so you don't really see that style of football very much. And so right now with them playing the way they are, they can line up and beat anybody, in my opinion. All right, Sean, let's put the uh, let's put this, the cleats back on you. Let's get you back out there. Mm -hmm. And you're in Baltimore on Sunday afternoon. How do you slow down Patrick Mahomes? And how do you slow down Lamar Jackson? You know, with Patrick Mahomes, uh, you got to find a way to not let him extend plays. Uh, it is so hard to run around with Travis Kelsey when he's running options or, or uh, routes on linebackers. He get back to the secondary. He knows how to find holes in a defense, and he sits right down in the pocket and catch all those balls because that relationship he got with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, we haven't seen anything like it. So I would just stop him, stop Patrick Mahomes from extending plays. And on the other side, Lamar Jackson, you got to take away that run capability, right? You got to stay in your rush lane when you're playing run defense uh, or, or, or pass defense, either one. Just make sure you keep him inside when that run pass option. Don't bite down and, and let him pull that ball out and take off running because he can equally hurt you with his legs and his arm. But if you take away the run where, where he, you're not really concentrating on him having that run pass option, you stand back there and make him throw the ball, make him uh, one-dimensional, I, I like that matchup for the 49ers, uh, uh, I mean, for the, um, <clears throat> for the Kansas City Chiefs a lot better because you know that Chris Jones and all these guys, they're going to get after you up front. So I, I would just I would take away that run capability from Lamar Jackson, make him sit in the pocket and deliver a nice ball down the field. John, when you played for the Chargers, obviously they were in San Diego and you had your fan base there for generations. The team moves to L.A. It's well established. There's more visiting fans at SoFi when they play there. Do you think Jim Harbaugh can energize this team and get them to a level where SoFi can become a home field advantage for the Chargers? You, you know, to be honest, I think it's already happened. Um and you started to see, and the Chargers did a great job at getting that fan base to kind of rebuild because I, I was with them all the way through, right, when they were playing in that soccer stadium and those 40,000 people. And let me tell you, there were probably about 28,000 other fans in there, not, not Chargers fans. And I saw that they rebuilt that fan base with, with, uh, up in L.A. And I also saw that the fans kind of, you know, shine away from it, fizzing out because of Brandon Staley and just how the team was performing. You can tell right now just by social media, just by the energy and excitement that 
Jim Harbaugh did something for that for that fan base already right now without him even stepping on the field, without him calling one play. That's what you needed when you're in a big market in L.A. You're, you're fighting for eyeballs. You're fighting for uh, for space, for real estate. I think that ultimately it was the best move or could be one of the best moves that the Chargers organization has, has ever made in the history of, of, of them in general. Three-time All-Pro, three-time Pro Bowler, Sean Merriman, 2005 Defensive Player of the Year, joining us here on VSIN Primetime. Before we get to your picks for the weekend, uh, let's take a look ahead. February 16th, you tweeted out, I couldn't wait to announce this fight. By far the most explosive card we've ever had. So tell us about Lights Out 14 coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 14. February 16th, we'll be in Long Beach. Uh, California, you can get your tickets at lightsoutxcept.com. Like I said before, this card is, is our most uh, explosive card we've ever had. Right there, you see Tommy Aaron uh, on the front, who's Tony Ferguson's guy. To the right of him, you got Alvin Morales, who's also in this card, former UFC guy, trying to get back into the UFC. Um, this card is just stacked up. We got AJ Hopkins, who played uh, linebacker at, at Oregon. He's also fighting on this card as well. I expect about two or three guys from this card alone to have a real shot at the UFC at some point. So if you're in the Long Beach area, February 16th, you want to get to this one. Uh, Lights Out Extreme Fighter. We'll be live on Fubo TV, Fubo Sports. If you guys don't have Fubo, make sure you get it. All right, there it is. All right, before we let you run, Sean, let's get to your picks. We'll go in chronological order. First up, we got the Chiefs right now as a four-point underdog in Baltimore. Who you got? I, I like that. I like Baltimore a lot. Nothing against Patrick Mahomes. By the way, in my opinion, for, for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs to even be right now in the AFC Championship game is incredible because they, they wasn't that great this year. They're not as dominant as they were. I'm taking uh, I'm taking the, the Ravens in this. One. And then let's uh, wrap on this. Who will the Ravens be playing in the Super Bowl here in Las Vegas? Right now, the Lions are a touchdown underdog to the Niners. I, I'm taking the Lions. Ooh. I'm taking the Lions. I, I think that we've seen some holes in in, uh, in the team with San Francisco 49ers this year. I don't know if, if because Purdy Purdy was banged up when they had some injuries, but they've shown that they can be beat. I like the Lions' momentum. I love Dan Campbell, what he did for that for that organization over there. They were my pick before the season. They're my pick now, so I got the Lions going. Lights out, extreme fighting. Lights out, 14, February 16th in Long Beach and also on Fubo TV. Three-time All-Pro Sean Merriman. Sean, appreciate it, man. Hopefully see you in a couple weeks out here for the Super Bowl. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. 
Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.